I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode four of your Business Boost podcast. Thank you for joining me today. We are going to talk about one of my absolute favorite topics and that is productivity hacks. I bloody love a productivity hack. I dedicate my life to finding easier ways of doing things in less time because I I think that life should be uncomplicated and easy, life and business. And we, you know, a lot of us have heard those sort of traditional productivity hacks, working from a to-do list, time blocking, waking up at five in the morning. Um, But what I wanted to share with you today was some hacks that you may not have heard before or that you don't hear as much about but they are super effective. They will save you time and energy throughout your week. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to make your life easier and save you time. So first hack that I'm going to share is something that I posted last year on my Instagram and was one of just, it was a really off the cuff post uh, that I didn't give an awful lot of thought to when I did it, but it created an enormous amount of interest. And that was, if you want to feel super productive and be productive, wear shoes. So I am not the only person that believes this, but if I am barefoot or wearing like, you know, Ugg boots or slippers or whatever, I do not feel like I'm in work mode. Putting shoes on puts me firmly into get shit done mode, right? Now, I love shoes. I am a shoe freak. I have got a wardrobe full of gorgeous heels that I have not worn for more than 12 months. Um, But even in lockdown last year and earlier this year, I would put shoes on every day. It anchored me. I felt like I was ready to take on the world because I, you know, I could, if I had to, I could run out the door in my shoes. Um, and I'm not the only person that feels like this because not long after I posted that, um, Zoe Foster Blake, you know, she must have been looking at my Instagram, but she posted something in one of her stories. And I remember going, oh my God, she's the same about wearing shoes and how she just doesn't feel like she's working unless she has shoes on. So have a think about it. It might not be shoes for you. It could be, um, it could be like a bright red lippy or I've read, I can't remember who the author was. It was a, it was a British writer and he was talking about how he, um, 
he rents like a studio apartment away from his home to do his writing. And he has, there's nothing in this apartment except he has this special cardigan that he puts on. I and you can just imagine, can't you, the, the English, I think he was a crime writer. I wish I could remember who it was, but he would put this cardigan on and that was his way of kind of trip wiring his his brain into work mode. So have a think about it. Put your shoes on or put your lippy on or whatever it is. And look on that note too, I'm digressing a little bit here, but um dress dress for success. I um you probably don't know this about me. It's not something that I've, I don't think I've ever spoken about this. People that have known me for a very long time probably know this fact about me, but I went to June Daly Watkins business finishing school after I finished school. Um, and I know that you're probably laughing your head off because, you know, it didn't do me a whole lot of good. But one thing that it did do for me was that it kind of instilled in me that, it's really good to look polished and put together for being in work mode. And that's something that I have, it was, you know, it was ingrained in me at a really young age, like I was only 17 when I went there. And um, it has stuck with me for my entire career. And I do feel like if I am dressed well, I'm kind of prepared for anything. And I think, you know, all of our standards have slipped during lockdown. You know, like I talked about my my high heels earlier that have been neglected. So have all of my kind of, you know, work jackets and dresses and that sort of thing. Um, but I absolutely have been making an effort, particularly from the top up, because that's what people see on Zoom, to look put together. It's also really hard to sloth around in tailored clothing. So if you're, you know, if you can get out of your activewear and your tracksuits and, and actually put like work clothes on, you will feel more like you're in that zone. So um, let's move away from the old, um, the, the how we're dressed and talk about the environment that we work in. And my next productivity hack for you is to have a tidy desk. Now, I don't want to sound like your mum, okay? And the rebels here will be telling me to get stuffed, but bear with me. I have always worked from a spotless desk. It's actually something that I used to, people used to give me shit about when I was working in, um, I used to work, this is a long time ago, I used to work in a recruitment agency with um, some great girls who I am still friends with today, but they always used to give me shit about the fact that my desk was spotless and they were working in chaos. But let me tell you, that tidy desk meant that my mind was tidy and it is something that I live by now. If I feel scattered, if I'm feeling like I'm a little bit all over the shop, it is always because I am working in a chaotic environment. So, please, like, have a look around at the space that you are working in. Are you compromised? Is there stuff piled up in your eye line that is distracting you from the task at hand? I I think for for people that have 
come from corporate land where you have done the whole hot desking thing, you're probably used to um, tidying up at the end of the day because, you know, the next day you could potentially be working at a different desk. So just think about how you can incorporate that into your own work area at home. Um, You know, if you're finding that you just can't get going on something, just sort things out, tidy up your immediate space, take five minutes to, to get it sorted. Now, when I'm talking about your immediate space, I mean the area that you're working in. It doesn't mean the laundry basket full of washing that needs folding. That They're procrastination tactics, okay? I am talking about the space that you physically need to work in right now. And as for the washing, just pick up the basket and shove it in another room and shut the door. So moving away from your physical work environment and looking at the tech environment that you work in, have one app or one piece of software per function in your life and business. Where I see people getting super duper overwhelmed is when they have stuff, and I mean digital stuff, everywhere. You know, I work with people who use um, the Microsoft suite of products and the Google suite of products. Like, they're the same thing. Pick one or the other. You know, use Google Drive or Dropbox to share files with other people. Simplify your life in that way. You don't need to have um, Spotify and Apple Music, for example. Pick one and use that. It comes back to that decision fatigue that just sucks the life out of so many of us. Um, You know, fun fact, I only ever have one streaming service running at a time. So like, I feel like, you know, we'll sign up for Netflix, we'll watch everything that there is to watch on Netflix. And then I will suspend that uh, subscription and then we'll sign up for Stan and we'll watch everything that there is to watch or, you know, I mean, obviously not literally, but just, you know, you think of how much time you spend every night sitting in front of the TV going, what are we going to watch while you search through all the different services that you've got? So, you know, and it, it, it applies across all areas of our life and business. So look at where you're doubling up and do a cleanse and see how that feels. Sticking with tech, I'm going to share with you a recent discovery of mine. If you are a Google Docs user, um, bear with me. If you already knew this and you think, yeah, duh, Michelle, I've known this for forever, like amazing, but there are, there may be people who are listening right now who did not know this function existed. Did you know that you can dictate directly into Google Docs and it types out what you are saying as you are saying it. It has been a revelation for me and my business. Uh, In case you hadn't guessed, I am a talker. I love to talk. Very bad habit that I have developed uh, working on my own is that I will often talk to myself. Now, you probably sound like, you probably think I sound like an absolute fruit loop, um, but bear with me. Um, 
And look, I'm sure that you probably do it too. If you spend any time on your own, um, you probably do a bit of talking to yourself. And I often will talk out my ideas out loud. And usually I'm just, you know, speaking them into the ether just to kind of get clarity on what I'm going to say or write before I do it. Um, but now what I do is I use this dictation function in Google Docs and it captures my words as I'm saying them. And there it is as a doc. So if you didn't already know about this function, um, how you can find it is if you just open up a Google Doc and then scroll across to the tools uh, button and then scroll down and there it says voice typing. You hit that, start talking, and Google will start typing. It is a bloody game changer. Um, you do need to put in your own punctuation. That's probably the only not so great thing about it. But if you're kind of just, you know, chewing the fat, thrashing ideas around, um, you know, it's not like you're writing pages and pages of, of, of text. So hopefully not too painful. So if you didn't already know about that, you are welcome. Now, next productivity hack, which I am a huge, uh, ambassador for, I make this as sort of, I guess, compulsory doing for any clients that start working with me when we are trying to get a handle on how they spend their time. And that is to implement a power hour into your week every single week. This is one hour blocked into your diary. And I encourage you to do this at the tail end of the week, not necessarily on Friday, but, you know, maybe Thursday afternoon is a good time to do this where it is one hour that you speed race through all of the little itty bitty jobs that take more than a minute. So I have this philosophy, like if a job is just, is going to take me like 30 seconds or a minute, I'll just do it in the moment, right? Because you know, otherwise it's just sort of creating more work down the track. But one thing that we all know is that usually one minute jobs don't take one minute. They take a lot longer. So what I do is I actually stockpile these jobs. Now, the sorts of tasks that I'm talking about here, um, I'll, I'll use a, a mum related one. Uh, so the kids come home and they give you a pile of, um, permission notes out of their school bag. And, you know, it'll be, you know, an excursion note and even just to read and digest, to diarize that in the calendar, to pay the, you know, to go into your banking app and pay the bank transfer of whatever the, the fee is for them to do that excursion. That all takes more than one minute. But for me to do that in the moment of wherever that lands in my week, it takes me down a rabbit hole and out of the task that I'm doing at that moment. So what I do is I pile up those kinds of jobs and I have, I've got a physical folder on my desk that I put those like paperwork and that sort of thing into. And um, I also have a folder in my emails of just 
um, power hour tasks. And when I come to the point in my week when I do my power hour and race through all of that sort of stuff, that's where I go to to get everything. So other things that you could think of doing in that power hour, things like making appointments when, you know, when you've actually got to get on the phone. Um, it could be to, I don't know, uh, in an ideal world when we can all go on lovely holidays. Um, it could be searching for accommodation. It could be looking for booking a restaurant. It could be researching, you know, organizing. I had to organize a gift hamper for someone the other day. And that was not a one minute job, despite me wanting it to be. There was a lot of toing and froing. You have to sign up, you have to blah, blah, blah. So put those sorts of jobs into your power hour and do them all at one time during the week. Next productivity hack for you is to pick a transition activity. So this is the thing that will take you from one part of your day to the next. And again, a sort of hangover from COVID and lockdown is that many of us lost our morning and evening commute as a way of transitioning from work to home life. Um, so, uh, what it's meant is that for so many people, we lost that, um, yeah, that differentiation between work life and home life. And in order for you to be all there, for you to be in the space where you need to be, um, I really encourage you to pick a transition activity. So the sorts of things that um, that I do, that people that I work with and friends that I have do. Um, okay, so listening to podcasts is one of them. If you are listening to me on your commute or as a transition activity, hello. Um, it could be, it could be scrolling through Instagram. It could be, um, I've got a girlfriend who is a, she's a really high powered, um, executive. She has five children. She, uh, and she works in the city. So she comes home every night. She's working on her commute. Um, but she comes home and before anyone in her family is allowed anywhere near her, she goes into her bathroom. She removes all of her makeup and like puts on all of her beautiful face creams and comfy clothes and you know she she literally feels like she has washed the day away and then she emerges from the bathroom and she's ready to tackle the madness of her role as a mum um in the evening so you know for you it could be a walk for some people it's cooking dinner i mean not me far out that stresses me out but you know some people find it's it's almost like meditation other people head straight to the gym or out for drinks whatever works for you but it's what puts you into the space where you are because as business owners the danger is that we can work and work and work and work and work but in order for you to be efficient and productive you need to have a shut-off point and having this transition activity is, um, is yeah, it's just really important for uh, your productivity and giving you that hard finish to the day and a hard start to the day as well. Um, so they are my not-so-conventional productivity hacks that I would 
love for you to consider using. Now, you might have some really great hacks of your own. If you do, can you please share them with me? I love a productivity hack and um, I'm really, really keen to hear yours. And, um, you know, if you're happy with it, me sharing it with um, everyone else, I will put it on my Instagram post when this episode comes out. Um, thank you again for listening. I hope that this has helped you and I hope that you have an amazing week. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon.